Hello, my name is Dave Graney. I am an underworld musician of many years standing. I'm here to ask you to tune in to my fellow traveller, my comrade, Radio Caram. You're listening to Rowan Pratt Method, where we talk all things fitness, mindset, well-being, performance, and lifestyle design so that you can live a high-performance life. On today's episode, we have Tanu Body, who is a yoga, meditation, and movement coach. Welcome to the show, Tanu. Thank you very much. I'm really glad to. Uh, thank you very much. Sir. I'm really glad to have you be here and with my first podcast. And yeah, excited. Well, you made an epic entrance, a yogi on a motorbike. <laughs> I love bikes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good dynamic. I think that works really well because it's not something that the general person would associate with a yogi practitioner. <laughs> no, actually, I was in India for three years, and my dad had a bike, the Royal Enfield. And he died uh, two years back and um, I was there that time when he died and uh, he left his bike. So I, I looked after his bike, I didn't sell it and I went to Ladakh trip for 25-30 days in Jammu Kashmir in Himalayas and I did like full power this uh, 30 days was like a really amazing experience in my life with my partner Yeah. and uh, wow can't forget these moments you know being in mountain and riding for 100 kilometer no village no petrol station empty road with the mountain and blue sky it was amazing wow <laughs> that is pretty a pretty spectacular experience so you traveled for a bit didn't you uh, three years three years with yeah. your partner uh no solo traveler uh, one and a half year and one and a half year with my partner, yeah. Yeah, that would have been an amazing, life-changing experience. Oh, yeah, it, it was. It was because uh, during that time I had a bit of breakup and my dad died, my grandpa died and my mom had a COVID and all these challenges I went through and it's taught me a lot in a way. And one of the things, I was stuck in Glacier in mountain for 24 hours. Uh, without food, without camping gears, without clothes, and I survived in minus two. I slept in my in, in glacier, and uh, that changed my experience at the human limits, which I wrote, which I wrote to you about the human limits, and then I had to start to rise and shine no matter what, and then something was changed uh, that I thought if I can survive here, I can survive anywhere. Wow. And this uh, cold water therapy I was doing in the Melbourne in winter by going to the beach, and how I survived this breathing technique the pranayama and the yoga moves moments and it was like uh, gave me the new perspective towards life and human limits and my life completely changed after the, afterward so you know stranger to adversity clearly you've had a lot of interesting experiences tell us more about pranayama uh pranayama i was in depression for one year uh, nine years ago and uh, after i was a bodybuilder i used to do gym and I was like you know love bodybuilding but one day I was lifting weight and didn't feel any joy I thought why I'm doing it just I want to look big or I want to impress people or I want to have big biceps and I quit weight there and I start doing stretching so I start my journey from pranayama and meditation not from the yoga stretching yoga stretching I was introduced after two years so two years I start um, understanding uh, practicing slowly but not very deeper deepen but when I did my teacher training course in 2017 then I was introduced like proper way proper technique and then pranayama is like um, it's like making love with the breath yeah that's an interesting way of putting yeah. it so you started off with pranayama then moved into yoga yes it's, it's like a reverse uh, journey not like when people they start uh, stretching and yeah. they slowly they come to I start 
from the meditation first and then pranayama. So what brought you into the meditation and the breath work? What was, obviously you went through a period of depression. What led you to that point? Uh, not peace in my mind. So many questions, nervousness, anxiety. Um, couldn't sleep properly. My lower back injury, L5, L4 bulge. I, I hurt, hurt my lower back. And uh, plus uh, my knee injury, I was doing skiing and I injured. So all this stuff. And uh, yeah, it was um, very interesting. It's like I asked myself question, why I'm still not happy? What is missing? So through exploration, this uh, path, it was like piece by piece. Like I'm still discovering, but it was like piece by piece, understanding pranayama. It didn't come in one month, one year, two years, three years, four years, five. It didn't come like this because scientific reason is there. Nervous system, anxiety, depression, you know, and uh, practical experience is different. So people, they can talk about all the scientific reasons, but when have they set have to sit with this depression, have to sit with the trauma, have to sit with the sexual trauma, have to sit with the uh, anxiety, this, this life experiences, you know. And uh, that made me to go deeper into pranayama practice as when I become a teacher and it, it um, helped me to bring more understanding, more clarity in a way okay, let's experiment with pranayama. Like, you know, there are so many exercises, practices, but what I feel. So now I offer workshop pranayamas, like for yoga teachers and whoever interested. And uh, through exploration, uh, research, uh, practicing every day and cold water, and it really made me think that there's something much deeper what we think about our life force, our pranayama. That's a really interesting perspective because so many people are focused on the scientific elements, which is like the reason why people experiment with it at some point. But you were at a point in your life where you, something needed to change clearly. Your mindset, you were struggling. And you have lived experience. So not only can you help people from a scientific point of view, and this is interesting because I was going to ask you about combining the spiritual and the scientific perspective, but you have that lived experience and you essentially healed yourself through your journey. Yes, definitely, yes. Because uh, as you know, our body is made of elements uh, and, uh, and our third element is fire. But we know that, but can you feel the fire in your belly when you're stuck when you go to cold water therapy, like how they change their 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 um, temperature in the body, have you felt it? Have you felt this burning, this fire within yourself? So I still remember when I was stuck in glacier at two a.m. My body was shivering, and it was raining, and my body was completely shivering. And I knew one kriya. Kriya means it's a body purification in Sanskrit. And uh, what happened, what you do is you suck your belly, you breath, you take, you exhale, hold your breath and suck belly in. And I said, okay, let's try this. And I was doing this, this, and I felt a little bit comfort within, within my body and I survived. So through, after that experience, that's why I told you how my life changed. It became a practical experience for me. I felt it inside how I survived. And when I was telling these local people, I was stuck there and the crew people, they, 
They denied to land their helicopter because of the glacier. I said, how you survive there? It's one of the danger glacier. It's called Kambu Glacier. And when you, and especially when my dad passed away and my, my breakup happened, my my grandpa was uh, bad for two weeks. He couldn't move nothing. I was doing everything for him. And this running and this practicing and this experimenting with the breath living inside and plus understanding the nervous system how our emotion stuck in our system not only in our brain but as in body each organs how it impact our body and how they stuck layer by layer layer by layer layer by layer and then we go into this depression anxiety and then when your mind is disturbed your breath change when your breath is shortened so many thoughts arising when your breath is slow deeper mind is calmed down body is calmed down so breath is like a bridge between the body and the mind and how you can play with your breath how you can play with your emotion through the movements and really change your lifestyle it's a game changer learning pranayama is for my game changer no matter what i'm going through i wake up in the morning i spend half an hour 45 minutes on my mat and everything is changed i'm a different person now is that exclusively breath work or is that combined with movement in the form of yoga um breath work nowadays people focusing more dynamic breath work like fast breathing but they're missing one thing what happened is when you do fast breath it activating your sympathetic nervous system not the parasympathetic nervous system yeah because of uh, I know Wim Hof is very famous now, a lot of people they're doing, but if you're not doing passive pranayama along with the dynamic or active pranayama, you will not feel calm. 100%. So let's just say the average person is already living in a pretty stressful state. Mm. They've got so many responsibilities, so many stresses coming at them at all angles. Putting another stressful situation in, like a really hyperventilation, breathing or something like that is triggering the sympathetic nervous system whereas realistically we want to go on to rest and digest and activate the parasympathetic nervous system and i think that's being overlooked by so many people because breath work is not just in the practice but breath work is also in your everyday life like as you're going about your daily activities and as you move and how you sleep and everything else at rest but you is pranayama focused on something like hyperventilative breathing or is it fo- like a wim hof method or is it more a regulated nervous system uh if you if you understand uh, yoga we have eight limbs yama niyama asana pranayama so pranayama comes at the fourth limb so first they focus on the physical movement the asana practice they cleanse their like they purify on the physical level first so if you jumping into pranayama it can be very dangerous okay in a da- dangerous in a way if Okay, if you have a right teacher, it's a different, different, different matter. But pranayama, you need to understand what is your intention, what is your purpose, and uh, is that for you? Sometimes we work in excessive way, but it can impact in a different way, in a dangerous way. Because when you are not ready as a physical, advanced pranayama, it can be opposite way. Instead of you calming yourself, or or um, you understanding in a way releasing your emotions or something it can impact in a way you feel not feel more relaxed you might go into depression i have i have uh, i recently i met one guy and he 
he he had a hip hip replacement, yeah. And for ten years he'd been talking like he'd been in mind like talking about Kundalini, uh, spiritual stuff. But when he practiced with me, he said, "Fuck, I'm talking about Kundalini, but I never work with my physical aspect of part." So depend what is your intention the pranayama can take you or lead to towards spiritual experience in a way deeper into your mind and uh, really help you to let go so much whichever you holding as a trauma as a as a as a anxiety depression whatsoever you holding inside so depends what is your intention doing pranayama and uh, are you practicing along the passive pranayama with along and dynamic or active pranayama so you need to be very clear so i think for everyday life people su- like i'm just gathering that people that are suffering from anxiety depression they want to have mo- not the dynamic they want to have the passive to that, calm the nervous system that's it that's so i've worked with clients with trauma and I, i've been obsessed with the nervous system for a long time and breath work was something that i fell into myself based on meditation but as you pointed out so many people are focused on as you described dynamic meditation and to an already stressed person that's not going to be beneficial they will be more freak out <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly exactly well i say to people like can you picture someone having a panic attack how do they breathe and that's what they're putting themselves through and i get the logic that by exposing yourself to brief elements of dynamic if someone is already a regulated individual then it will increase your tolerance to cortisol levels and be able to manage stress but if you're already a highly stressed person you want to be focusing on more passive breathing exercises is that correct absolutely for example in the morning our uh, our sympathetic nervous system is very active that time you can apply but in the evening the when sun is coming down energy is coming down then you must focus more towards parasympathetic nervous system so what's happening I have seen I don't know what's happening in western country but in India if you go to park people they're doing active pranayama for half an hour continuously without having a understanding and I was really surprised when I was when I offered the workshop last time and I was researching a lot working a lot I thought you don't need to spend an hour for half an hour 5 minutes like it can be different different uh, uh, active pranayama just 5 minutes 5 minutes 5 minutes but our purpose is to relax our nervous system to calm nervous system again if are you doing just to get peace of mind are you practicing just to go deeper into spiritual journey it depends but you shouldn't spend so much time so much energy so much investment on the dynamic we must has we must we need to be relaxed we need to be um calm and it can hap- happen only when your breath become a longer exhalation get longer than inhalation because when inhalation happen sympathetic nervous system ha- um working when you exhale that's why in yoga when we chant mantra if you if you notice all this mantra they have a exhalation longer why when you exhale exhale longer it activate parasympathetic nervous system and that's lack of knowledge that people might go into wrong direction from my point of view so if you're doing half an hour just spend 10 minutes for 
active spend 20 minutes then you really a different person so many things come on the surface level when mind calm the breath is longer the the prana is flowing nervous system getting in center then you realize so much the small small things you know everything become clear who i am what i'm doing wrong in my life that 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 state of mind in relaxation that bring clarity that bring peace and when peace in clarity in clarity you find the peace so don't look for a peace look for the clarity very wise words and i think as you pointed out so many people living in a sympathetic nervous system state they're stressed getting to work they have to get their kids ready for school they're coming home they've got deadlines at work they're coming back they've got to clean their house make dinner all these things adding something that adds more stress doesn't seem logical yet so many people are fixated on the new hit that is breath work that has become so impressive but we're not designed to be in that stress state 24-7. It's okay for short periods of time, like in danger zones or if you yeah, want to have an exercise yeah, routine yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, to push yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. Again, like this, there's certain, like, if you live a life where there's absolutely no stress, it's very boring and dull. So we need some elements of stress to have excitement, like you riding a motorbike. Like there's a bit of excitement to life. But most of our time is meant to be in a relaxed state and a calm system. That's how we should be aspiring to live our lives. But people aren't practicing that. And I think, as you said, committing to five minutes per day as opposed to a 20-minute practice or something, or even a little bit, like that's going to be beneficial for anyone to practice some form of breath work. Absolutely, absolutely. Because remember, if you mentioned like household life, going to work for kids, not only this stuff, but remember it can work for everyone if you're athlete as as you said you're athlete uh you are a run running person I'm, i run uh you are a yoga of course you learn to understand you how to breathe and all this stuff no matter what field you are you need to understand your breath you 100%. need to sit with it because if you're doing office work and so much load of because i i, I have a client they have a, like they are like working office and so much stuff that just take five minutes trust me just five minutes everything will be changed because what happened a lot of have people they have misunderstood to, to how to breathe we can breathe from the three point of view like first abdominal breathing the diaphragm breathing and the lungs breathing so when you divide this breath in three categories it activate our digestive our um um diaphragm and our respiratory system and then it's bring balance and our breath automatically become longer we don't need to spend half an hour one hour to sit for meditation okay turn body calm turn body calm no just allow your breath to change in a different direction because prana means it's a life force yama means exploration adventure to understanding how you can manipulate in a way not control but explore your prana life force and it's really really amazing for me because when my grandpa so i had to go back to india in emergency my grandpa became sick and i had to look after him every day changing his nappy looking after him feeding him he couldn't move anything and i was getting a bit frustrated because i never looked someone or took responsibility someone in my life and it was really new experience for me so i thought what can i do so i thought okay i'm gonna run marathon in two weeks on my birthday like i have a birthday 16 september and two weeks before i made a decision i'm gonna run marathon but i had a tools because uh, I, my background is like uh, bodybuilding wrestling 
uh, athlete running. I knew what I can do it. And so two weeks, I work on my breath and I work on the specific movement. How can I make it in two weeks? And every morning, four days in a week, I was running like 10 kilometer one day off, 12 kilometer one day off, eight kilometer. And you know what happened? When I was running, a lot of people have you realized how people they run. <laughs> they don't, they open their mouth and they do short breath. What happened? The oxygen not completely going into system to the bloodstream to, towards their tissue, towards their cells, and they run out of the energy. So I knew this technique. If I can manipulate my breath through nostril, deep inhale, take the old oxygen and slowly exhale with the long step. It's different technique. And plus this point, plus I'm kind of uh, always push myself. It's like new challenges. I accept it. And that makes me that makes me who I am today to face the challenges no matter what. My niece say, you know, Tanu, uncle, you can do everything in the world. Like, you know, you, she think I'm a crazy, sometimes I'm crazy. So when I was running outside in these two weeks, my, my grandpa emotion, they become a small emotions. They become a nothing because I created a new challenge where I was spending all my energy, all my stuff in that road for preparing myself for two weeks for marathon. And something was changed beautifully. I didn't feel nothing, but I was so more calm, so happy to be with, with my grandpa because I chose a different challenge, which this, this challenge became a small challenge. And when I was preparing myself, was researching for, for looking for shoes, uh, listening the runner uh, blogs and researching myself, how can I do in a safe and in you know, a quick way. And my whole mindset was changed and plus pranayama practice. So I didn't do dynamic pranayama that time. I do a lot of uh, passive pranayama to calm myself. So we actually had someone on probably maybe three episodes ago, my therapist, and we were talking about this exact experiment that I conducted on myself. I decided that I was going to do a running experiment. I had no previous background in aerobic capacity training. I was just doing resistance training at the time for an extended period of time. And I did purely nasal breathing. And I set myself the standard <laughs> of doing an extended period run. Yeah. My body gave out before my breathing did. So at the end, I'm like, let's finish up because you're feeling a bit tight, but you could keep running like continuously. I was in a rhythm and it was purely nostril breathing. And I've been using that for even high intensity interval training and everything. There are so many benefits to it, but we are, so many people are mouth breathers. Yeah. My other question for you, because you mentioned you were telling people in a workplace, an office environment or something, that they can spend five minutes doing mindfulness or doing breath work or something to have that calm state mm -hmm. and perform better at work and be calm and happy. Yeah. Why don't people do it? Because I have the thing where I experience with my clients, myself, where I would advise them, I would run them through it, and then they'd be like, I'm really looking forward to this meditation today. And I'm like, well, you know, you could have sat in your car for 10 minutes and did it before you came. <laughs> like at any point in the day, you didn't need me, but they just hang for that moment where they're forced to do it. So I make them do it if they work with me face to face. Yeah. But why don't people introduce it into their lives? Why is that a limiting point? Their lifestyle, they are a bit lazy and... Um they distract very easily towards technology, towards TV, towards uh, social media, and uh, they don't know value of growth. They don't know value of uh, man health, not man health, sorry, the mental well-being. They don't have this knowledge. They don't know if they spend this 10 minutes every day, what will get, what they will get out of it. So that's the perspective they have there in my mind. I think mostly they're lazy. I think, you, you, you know, you need, for 10 years, 
I've been in this journey consistent without off. Only when I go to Vipassana, Vipassana uh, 10 days, I do once a year. Only that day, that those days, I don't do uh, stretching. I do normal stretching, but I don't do yoga, no exercise. Only those times I have off when I do this 10 days silence retreat. So you do 10 days silence every year? Every year. I didn't do this year because of uh, I couldn't get the dates, but I'm doing next year. I my first introduction to meditation was a ten day silence. <laughs> I, Vipassana. Vipassana ah, in Thailand. Ah. I'd never I'd actually never meditated before. This might come as a shock to you and I've said this before, but when I was young I was quite reckless. Yeah. So I thought what well, was the opposite to me and I thought a monk. Yeah. So I travelled to Thailand and did ten day silence in a Buddhist temple and I'd never meditated a day in my life. I was just thrown into ten day silence, two vegetarian meals a day <laughs> and meditating for multiple hours per day and everything <laughs> along with my thoughts. It was a really life changing experience. It, it is. But it ever is. since I've been a meditator, but I'd love to do it again. I've just never found the time to commit to doing another 10 we, days. We have in Yuri uh, Lok. It's just uh, 50 minutes far from here. No way. Yeah, we have one center in Melbourne. Yeah. Really? Yeah, beautiful center in the nature. It's very wide enough, like big enough. And the food is great. And every time I did the first time in Tasmania, I, I remembered. But whenever I apply here, I never get in because of the waiting list really and i emailed them i can do camping i can stay in caravan and every time i never had a room first time i was in camping i put my <laughs> own tent committed yeah and second time they gave me the small caravan yeah and first time i still remember it was like a fourth day because second day and fifth day you want to run away from there yeah and, <laughs> and and fourth day i came back and it was like big wind like big wind and took all my like stuff my 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 tent my everything and it was all shutter like you know where's my tent and poor bugger like I, <laughs> and you I, couldn't I, talk to anyone <laughs> <laughs> I like, can I uh, like I, I can't talk but I'm asking hammer <laughs> I have to fix my tent <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant that is brilliant that would have yeah. been a really interesting experience I know for me and you mentioned the fourth and fifth day is hard I heard a full moon party on the fourth day on Koh Panyang yeah. and my mind's going you're not meant to be here you're not meant to be partying there I was 22 years old and first time overseas but I toughed it out it was a great experience I'd love to be able to commit to doing it once a year but with kids and business and things it's hard for me to get away for 10 days but I think everyone should do it at least once in their life. Just have that 10 days of no distractions whatsoever and just go completely immersed into mindfulness. It is, uh, be honest, I'm pushing my brother now and uh, some people to go. I sent few people and they did it. And one one of my students, he booked next year in March Yep. in Melbourne. So what I say to people, you have a 12 months in a year can't you take in this 12 months 10 days for yourself is that much bigger you are <laughs> is that much you are busy in your life like you can't take those 10 days for yourself you can spend 11 months and 20 days for yourself you have yeah. an entire year just 10 days go nothing to lose and it's free donate whatever you can afford what is stopping you again the laziness yeah. not discipline like you know this not um, enough clarity what they want in life they can suffer again again but they will not choose this path a lot of people don't know what they want it's a good place to start with what you don't want but i ask people what they want they say i want to be happy i'm like i'll make you happy and like i want to be successful I'm like what does success look like to you and they can't <laughs> describe it to me they have no idea they just fill the void with netflix or watching the footy or whatever it is it's 
it's that numbing state that a lot of people go through. But it seems like you're very ambitious. You set yourself goals and you know that well, I think it's great because I'm very big on this approach where you need to combine or integrate well-being and performance. Whereas you set yourself goals, but you know that things like spending your time doing pranayama and other things are vital towards you being able to do all the things that you want to do. I think uh, nowadays people have a lot of insecurities, especially in Australia and Western country where the mortgage, the pressure of the mortgage, the bills, the kids sending to the schools and all this lifestyle, they're busy. My niece, she wake up every morning, first thing she come to my room and she sit for 5-10 minutes for pranayama or handstand or meditation. So this morning, my brother was, not yesterday morning, my brother was shouting, why you didn't sit for meditation? Why didn't go? Why didn't do? I said, don't shout at her. Have you sat with her one, once even? Be example for her. Okay, I'm example for her. She see uncle doing all this stuff, teaching and all this traveling. But you are a dad. You, you know, impact more than me in her life, you know. Have you sat with her? Go inside and sat with her and then talk to her. Like, you know. And... Uh, I don't, I don't know. People People are strange. <laughs> <laughs> but they're interesting. You've got to give it that. Like, you know, people, they tell me, we're waiting for these classes. Let's do it. And sometimes nobody give up. Like, no, no, sorry, nobody show up. They're just talking. And I don't understand this human behavior. So, like, last time I remember I was telling my, my, my partner, you know, I gave up on the human beings. I don't know how this mind, this human beings work, you know. They're very strange beings. Like, very strange. Like, Wow. Yeah, I don't know. Human beings, very strange creature. <laughs> but we can spend our lifetime trying to understand them. And I think helping them in some way, shape or form is a good thing, which is what you're doing. Yes, but uh, we are very cunning. We are very cunning in a way we make fool ourselves very easily. Very easily, you know, to find excuses and, uh, and not have a consistent practice and distract ourselves very easily. And uh, yeah... Yeah. You mentioned before about the distractions that we have through social media. Pretty much a lot of people are addicted to their phone. They turn around and every few seconds I look at the phone. Even I fall into this trap from time to time despite doing a lot of work in other areas that benefit my well-being and performance. But setting and the other thing that's come up that's quite evident is that we have approximately 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. 80% yeah. of them are negative. 95% of them are repetitive, which means if you have them today, you have them yesterday, and you're probably going to have them tomorrow. Oh, yeah. If you can't find 10 minutes or 20 minutes or half an hour like you do per day to quiet the mind and learn that focus, you're going to struggle. And that's where things like depression and all these things arise because we become a slave to our thoughts, a victim to our thoughts. We have to learn to quiet the mind. I think that's something you're promoting. Yeah, because in social media nowadays, uh, so many people are coming up so many things are going on like instagram this twitter facebook and youtube like and people start competing themselves very easily in a way like you know am i worth it like i used to compete myself when i see someone doing handstand on the mountain and traveling <laughs> here and there i said fuck oh, it's so much fun like like it it was like comparing and self-doubt like either can i have like am i worth enough to do and uh, now people they tell me I would like to live how you live your life like you know same like traveling and doing handstand here and there but uh, social media I think it's more 
in a way it's more i think addictive i think it is the dopamine hit that everyone gets yeah. from scrolling through their phone is real and it's very easy to distract ourselves our mind from because for example if you sit for 10 minutes and just sit in silence as you said 8 60000 thoughts in a day and you will be mad just to look at it <laughs> so social media is very tricky tricky way to hide from ourselves and just spend what's happening here and there and and i think it's really negative because i'm working on it i'm i'm start putting boundaries because for example i'm tomorrow i'm going for camping and for i said one week no phone no social media i will be away from social media so it's very become a competitive like you know i'm enough like you know compared with other self you know is it good podcast is it good handstand something i'm missing you know so it's, it's very easy to com- like compete ourselves in social media yeah I think a lot of people are broadcasting their highlight reel, all the amazing things that happen in their life, but they're not sharing their failures or anything else. That's that's a thing. Everybody talking about the good thing. Like yeah. everybody, I heard one news yesterday. Like someone has the Indian Indian girl, twenty years old. She got like one million subscriber, like follower in Instagram, and she suicide. She suicidal, like you know, and she was like posting all this traveling, good stuff, and someone said. why people they don't show their emotion why they can't talk like about this whatever they're going through you know why they can't open themselves why always showing this good stuff oh look at me i'm traveling i have a bike i do handstand there i'm this and that but i'm really now i'm really comfortable to talk about my emotions and i go through sometimes a lot of emotions in a way i feel like crying or shouting but i know i have a tools to deal with them and i i i take my time i I detach myself from my family members, from my partner, from social, and I go in my cave and I do my ritual, like you know, journaling, or shout, or cry, or move, or be naked in the nature and sit just nature and listen the birds. So I have a tools and I know how to deal with my emotions and how to understand and how to sit with them. And recently, my relationship is teaching me a lot. a lot about myself about my weakness about my mask about my relationship with the women in the past what i did what i did things wrong in my past so it's it's, it's very uplifting and uh, in in a way growth to sit with the emotions but not to stay longer with them yeah that, that, that is an interesting that's point a da- that's very dangerous very very dangerous very dangerous people they don't know how to sit with the emotions so a lot of people either deny them run from them or numb them when it comes to emotions particularly men we're taught at a young age the only way we can express ourselves is pretty much through anger and women is through being emotional and crying that's how they're, they're not allowed to be angry and men aren't allowed to be sad it's a, it's just conditioned into our states from an early age but so many people are scared of emotions and they are scary when you have to face them and i think it's important for people to sit with them and learn to ride them but as you said not to sit with them for too long yeah. because that can become crippling it can be crippling it can be depression in the anxiety it can socialize societal thoughts it can take you so deeper in a way you can be numb you can do you can you can make a wrong decisions yep under sympathetic nervous system because it all not only impacting your nervous system it impacting your neurons in the mind is impacting your each organs and that you make a decision behalf of your sympathetic nervous system no matter how much wise you are or how much you make a right decision it will be come out of this sympathetic nervous system mm. and it will 
it will impact your life no no matter what you do i spend like a confession here the majority of my teens early 20s living in the sympathetic nervous system everything was bigger stronger faster more powerful better always improvement or running a mark it was absolute chaos for most of my life good and bad and it took a long time for me to calm down and integrate that into my life and appreciate that the other side of the coin and so many people are all or nothing all the time when it comes to any goal so even when we're talking about people being lazy and they want to meditate i know a lot of people that go cool i'm going to meditate they'll meditate three times a day for 20 minutes but they'll do it for two weeks and they go i'll start again in a week before you know it, it's been eight weeks they've done nothing or exercise program and they're like i'm going to train six days per week and i'm going to eat every meal is going to be organic and then if they set the standards so high with that extreme personality type and then they rebel and do the exact opposite what do you think a long-term approach to breath work and yoga would be something that's sustainable like uh, how it will impact our lifestyle no how they could incorporate it into their life without it becoming too daunting and too much of a chore how can they be disciplined yeah okay. discipline is a key word um they need to kick their ass <laughs> <laughs> very simple brother they need to kick it so what happened to 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 develop new skills to develop a new atmosphere you choose three things right people commitment for six months don't have to be every day but five days it's okay you know and uh, consistency it, it happened the same thing six months because it's the same consistency thing. is a key to success in any area and the right people very mm. important because if you don't have a right people no matter how much you're good at it or how much you're good doing it they will drag you down because see, they are here and they're enjoying being here at this level and you're trying okay you know there's two, there are two people who people they stay in darkness to darkness those people they're reaching from darkness to um, light yeah and some people they are traveling from light to light so those people they want to travel from darkness to light they need to be very careful they need to choose their company very well because environmental impact a lot from my own understanding when i was stuck when i was stuck in pandemic and during covid i was in my shala in my yoga shala six months and we had amazing people you know amazing people around yogis yoga every morning and evening and talking with each other so it didn't impact us nothing it it, it might impact individually but most of time we were sharing and so they need to be choose the company very well they need to have consistency very very important consistency like for six months no matter what they do and they need to look out for their food very very important food like they can do intermittent fasting they can do 24 hour fasting or they can do juice fasting or they might not eat after 6 p.m dinner have a like you know intermittent fasting from 6 to 10 o'clock or 6 to 8 o'clock so they need to i'm not a um nutrition or something but i i i'm a very aware towards my food and i know how much food can impact towards my journey because whatever you eat you become well 95% of your serotonin is produced in the gut so your mind and emotions is impacted based on the food that you yeah. eat i think it's a bit of fasting there is definitely time and a place for it and there's so many benefits in terms of longevity health span and things like that with intermittent fasting people that are athletes sometimes it's hard because they need enough fuel to be able to perform at their best but food is fuel 
And if you're not fueling yourself, you won't be able to perform at your best or live at your best and do all the things that you want to do. I love that you mentioned, I just want to go back to this, about the community and the people that you're surrounding yourself with because we've had conversations in the past about people connecting through suffering or things like that. I think consistency, your individual consistency is also reliant on who you surround yourself with. Yeah. Because- like we had a conversation with someone that was um, work with AOD workers, uh, with people recovering from addiction. And he actually integrated them training at the gym with people that were not addicts. So they're around normal people that had normal conversations with normal habits and normal hobbies as opposed to always identifying as being an addict. So they're around positive, happy, healthy, successful people. And that's what they can aspire to and they can leave their own world. But how do you suggest that someone leaves the darkness, as you described, and move towards the light? Do they leave them behind? Do they try and bring them with them? Do they find people in the light? What's the goal? Um, I think environmental matters a lot. Environmental, like where where you grow, where you spend most of time. And I think... Uh, and... I think they need to find right people in their life who they can support. So find your tribe. Yeah, find your tribe. Yeah, yeah, the right word. Find your tribe because, as I mentioned, no matter how how hard you try, the if you have it, for example, you know, like um, uh, there was an example, and there was a diamond when the, someone found the diamond first time. And it's a long and short story. Like, you know, the, the kids played with this diamond for a long time without knowing this is a diamond. Like, just a rock. And one, one day the jeweler came and he said, Wow, this is very expensive diamond. People are just playing. He recognized the value of the diamond. But the kids were playing is just normal stone. Exactly, when you're not in your own tribe, they not value you, who you are, what is your intention, where do you want to where would where would like to see yourself in next few months or few years and what's happening inside you know there's so much within ourselves happening we want to open we want to connect we want to someone listen our story listen our pain to connect through heart to heart not from the mind and from that point they can understand who we are and for that tribe is very important because if i'm going somewhere for, for my brother I can't share everything with him because I know he he's not in that path where he can understand um, so many things which I will try to make him understand, but no, he will not understand me. So I know to share those stuff with whom I can connect. So I have my tribe. I have a beautiful tribe, beautiful people, uh, beautiful um, overseas friends, you know, beautiful um, like a brother, I can really open my heart, I can cry, I can shout, and they will hold the space for me, and I can speak. So the tribe is very, very, very important with whom you, especially for men, mm. especially for men. They need to be very careful, very, because why nowadays the societal is happening a lot? Why? Because we're missing the tribe for a man. That's why this man workshop, the man retreat happening now a lot. And the men, they get together and really, really shout, really. I, I did one, um, one man work, one. Uh, have you heard about the island? No. It's like uh, in our Melbourne, there's like a tribe, man tribe, and they get to, together once a year. Mm. And is that Menergy? No, Menergy is different. Oh, okay. It's an island, island of men. 
and uh, I did once before I travel and it was beautiful experience like really we were like I think 100 150 men together and it went all day along and we did the different different ritual like looking into the eyes and shout and you know and there was the one exercise where I'm looking at your eyes if I don't find the present like I'm looking at your eyes and I know you're present you're listening to me if I find you're not present with me I will slap you <laughs> <laughs> How many people did you slap? <laughs> no, I, no. They, 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 they're the both. <laughs> so I ask not to slap on my face. You can slap on my chest. <laughs> yeah. So I had a few. Maybe slaps. I'll introduce that to the radio segment of people like if they drift off, I'll slap them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love this uh, ritual, and I really open up because for a long time I didn't connect with the man because of my brother when I was uh, around ten. 11 years old my brother my hero was my brother At the age of 15 he became a bodybuilding champion uh, he became a is that why you ended up doing bodybuilding no 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 um, now at the age of 15 my brother I'm telling my brother he right. became a champion the after he became a best wrestler in the city in the in the and then he did um, the the martial art in a, like kickboxing yep and so he was idol for me and he was surrounded by a lot of people all the time like he had a bike he was very famous you know people want to be around me but whenever i go i went to him he always pushed me away he said go away like there's no space for you so i thought something wrong with me you know so i told this story on the stage when we had this workshop for man i said it's been long time i didn't connect with the man it's a long journey now i can connect with the man very easily because being myself you know, talking from heart to heart and talking about my emotions, talking about my weakness, my mask, it really opened towards some healthy man who can also guide me or he can share. And that magic happened when you talk with the man heart to heart. That's a very scary yet empowering experience for most people to face, women and men, but in particular for men because they try to hide their emotions most of the time. But being authentic and being viewed for who you are instead of trying to broadcast yourself to the world in a particular way, that's threatening because people are seeing you for the real you. And if you're judged in that way, people are scared and that's why they don't do it. But then again, if they do do that, people will love them for them and they'll accept them for who they are. Very simple. Let them go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't that funny? It is it simple. Is like... Like if you're being authentic and opening up and starting this journey towards the spiritual or any anything, it doesn't have to be spiritual for any well-being, you know, like and people, they're not understanding you. Let them go. But isn't that the same as anything? If the job's not serving you, let it go. Let it go if a certain habit or hobby or something is not serving you, it's not helping your growth or your well-being, let, anything, it, go. let it go. Let just it move go. on, not just the relationships but that you we have. We are so much in fear, my, brand, my brother. We are so much in fear that we will lose this job. We will lose this comfort. We will lose this human being. But they don't know. The another sore, the another, another somewhere else, the life is waiting much bigger than but they will prefer to sit with the discomfort and the thing that they're happy with that because take, it's familiar and that's okay. That take willpower is 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 this take willpower and to make decision. And when will willpower happen? When this decision will happen? When your parasympathetic nervous system will relax. So you think they can make that decision to make a change when they're thinking from the parasympathetic nervous system? Yes, they'll be more calm, more clear. So 
essentially breathwork, meditation, other practices which activate the parasympathetic nervous system are a gateway to growth because you can make better decisions in that element. But don't forget the physical, don't forget the physical movement. Don't forget the stretching, deep stretch, like yin yoga. Have you heard about yin yes, yoga? Yes, I have. So you stay in the, in the posture for five minutes. Yeah, that'd and be it, hectic. It, and, and yeah, it's work towards your myofascial muscles. Myofascial muscle is beneath the muscles. It's like a yellowish. And if this muscle, like normal muscle we have, if it's open, relaxed, stretch, but our myofascial muscle is tight, still you might fo- might not feel completely relaxed, completely stretched. And the normal stretching where you stay for 20, 30 seconds in normal yoga practice, it won't work on some some muscles and open them up so some muscles for example the hip opening i work on the hip opening because 90 percent of our um emotion they're stuck in these regions really yes yes i know how emotions i've heard the concept that it's emotions manifest in the body a different topic it's a yeah. it's a very interesting topic i think oh what was it called it was a relationship how basically emotions manifest in the body in some way shape or form why if you have back pain it can come from not having enough support in your life yeah so why what emotions manifest in the hip uh, (laughs) i can go on Uh, especially so what happened if you look at the scientific reason we have uh, the psoas muscles which is the bigger muscles which attach to our spine to our uh, flex our hip flexor um the femur bone and uh, so what happened when our sympathetic nervous is shut off, the muscle gets shortened. When muscle gets shortened, it impact on our hip, like, like, like kind of like makes our hips tight and the blood flow gets slowed down, the hip gets tight. And, uh, and there are specific muscles, small, small muscles in our hip area, which we never touch. They completely block, and if we look at the the spiritual well-being, like we have this uh, Swadhisthana chakra, this uh, third chakra, is related to. I hope you know the chakras. Like if you heard about I've li- minimal experience with them, but I'm aware of what chakras are. Yeah, I, I will I not. I, I will not. I think I even have the stones for each chakra. Somewhere. I, yeah, <laughs> I, will, I, I will not go deeper. No, no, elaborate. Get delve into it. Let's go into the chakras. <laughs> The chakra is like uh, the bridge, it's like a subtle energy point in our body where you can't x-ray or you can't see the scan. It's very subtle in our body, in our system. And each chakra has a limitation, each chakra has a gift, each chakra has a mantra, each chakra has a color, and each chakra uh, implies or impact towards our spiritual growth. And uh, this third chakra, Swadhisthana chakra, is related to our emotions, our clothes, our sexual uh, clothes, our sexual open, our intimacy, our fear. So especially with the women, women suffer a lot than men. From my own experience, because of the birth, uh, sexual trauma, when women are not ready for making love, and that man push them, that impact a lot. Mm. During that, it's again it's a different topic to talk about. This no, topic. it's an interesting topic. As I said, I've worked with domestic violence victims yeah. and traumatized youth. Yeah. And trauma, yes, there are a lot of men that have experienced trauma, and I'll never deny that, but a lot of women have experienced it. Like, generally, women experience it more than men. But then again, there are literally thousands of men out there that have experienced it at the same time. Yes. And the effects are the same. Yes, the effects are the same. And uh, so it's very interesting because. Uh, 
they say hips they didn't lie yeah i love it love yeah, it. yeah. Good, hips, yeah? Hips, hips they didn't lie and little people they have this lower back problem yeah and not, usually from tight hip flexors yeah yeah they 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 go to physical therapy they go but the real problem is they they having the tight hip yeah i've worked with clients that have had back pain so generally we want to stabilize the core uh stretch the hip flexors strengthen the lower back to a degree because a lot of people when they lift or when they move they carry so much tension in their lower back they haven't got the core muscles and their hips are so tight they're very static most of the time particularly if they're at a desk job or something like that they're always in that seated position so they shorten over time how can someone obviously hip flexor stretch but how would you recommend that someone could heal that um it's a, it's a way of uh So first thing is they might not have a clarity what happened in their life and because of this knowledge and the experience what we have sharing you know they, a lot of people they don't know what exactly they are this chakra this psoas muscles the gut you know like nervous system they don't have it just automatically happen in the system but what they can do is they can try yin yoga yin yoga where you stay for 5 minutes the specific different postures you know and second thing is they can put intention you know like if they meet some yoga teacher or someone who has good at it you know they can he can lead them to okay let's talk about it what happened in your life yeah. something, something happened and how you can let go not from the conscious mind but the from unconscious. the unconscious mind because conscious mind is like a on the on the ocean like small rock and unconscious mind is a big rock beneath the ocean and conscious mind is who we are as identity but subconscious mind so many things are happening in subconscious mind which we are not aware of it well, these are automatic things that guide our experience and our decisions throughout the day yeah and uh, and i'm so fascinating nowadays about this unconscious mind because i'm revealing my mask i'm revealing so much about myself what i was holding into past from the subconscious mind to connecting subconscious mind and it's very tricky subconscious mind very tricky so they need to put intention from the subconscious mind and how they can do it when they do pranayama because that will work on the subconscious mind to bring clarity through the parasympathetic nervous system wow yeah and the third thing is um the sleeping pattern yeah yeah. Because, yeah because what happened most of the time we sleep our body sleep but our mind is activated that's why you wake up you still feel tired because when you mind and the body sleep better then you feel sleep you have a deep sleep but funny enough with sleep as well breath work is such an important factor so many people have sleep apnea their snores their mouth breathing throughout their sleep and they have terrible sleep yeah so there's something that i intend to experiment with is taping my mouth shut when i sleep to breathe through the nose having nasal breathing with sleeping cuz i'm a little bit of a snorer when it comes to it from time to time so it's something that i want to address but i'm a big person that focuses on sleep quality because so many people can sleep for an extended period of time they don't wake up refreshed they're not getting that quality deep and ram that that show your lifestyle yeah that how much you're deeper in your sleep that shows you your lifestyle and if you even sleep 3 4 hours deeply you don't need 8 or 10 so it's quality of sleep isn't it because in in yogis in in yogis they sleep 3 4 hours yeah but it'd be deep very deep then my mind and the body is completely and i guess 
they're also practicing things throughout their life that are regulating the nervous system, whether it's yoga or pranayama in their waking state. So that I know there's a lot of research now into NSDR, which is yoga nidra. Yoga nidra. People use, yeah. yeah, like to as a replacement or a supplement to sleep if you haven't had the best sleep. So I guess all those practices probably prevent them from requiring that much sleep, provided the sleep they have is deep. Yoga Nidra is amazing. So what happened with Yoga Nidra is they guide you through the vocal restrictions, like, you know, and they scan all your body parts. Yeah. Okay, allow your toes to complete it. So what happened, when you connect with each part, you're connecting in subconscious mind and in conscious mind in both ways. And when you allow your body, it depends on the teacher, how they lead you. And some people, they can really release so much in Yoga Nidra because they really feel safe, really feel cozy, really feel like, you know, let it go from the subconscious mind. And Yoga Nidra is like a longer. It can be half an hour, it can be one hour, depends, you know. I do short versions of my fighters at the end of a session and they love it. But, it's something but, we introduce. But when you can do, listen, if you can do passive pranayama for 15 minutes and then you can lead them into yoga nidra Poof. really it's very, yeah it's very powerful because what happened is they might not be relaxed for yoga nidra the mind is very active you know they like they're moving their arm opening their eyes looking here and there they're not relaxed let them to do a little bit uh, passive pranayama or a little bit deep stretching 15-20 minutes yep and so that's I, I don't teach people meditation because people they say I want to find my peace it's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> you don't find peace in your meditation yeah. what you do you're connecting with yourself to to, to, to bring clarity to bring watching you're observing your action in your life because actions speaker than your words louder than these words you know no matter how much you speak people see the kids watch you through your action not the words 100% they model your behavior I behavior. say this yeah. to so many parents out there that want to start their fitness uh, their fitness journey or they prioritize work above everything else because they want to provide for their family so they're a bit of a martyr they don't have any time for their own personal goals and hobbies I know I was a full-time parent with my daughter very long when she was young and I didn't have much time to do anything and then when I started finding time to pursue my goals and things and she became a little bit more independent got a little bit, a little bit older she had all these ambitions and things she wanted to pursue. How old is she now? She's turning 10 and she's very driven with things that she wants to do. She knows what she wants and I'm very happy. So I'm, I wish she was a kickboxer, but she's not. She doesn't enjoy it. <laughs> she's got a lot of things. She's great at parkour. What's she, what's she, what's she enjoy? She loves parkour and um, uh. she loves active climbing trees and jumping off everything, but she's so goal-driven. Like She wants to do a little YouTube channel. She just wants to pursue things. She's come in here and sat on the radio station the before. AF10. Yeah, wow. she wants to do a lot of things like that just because she's seen me do things yeah. as opposed to me just saying you should do this mm. because if you aren't pursuing your goals your kids aren't gonna they're gonna go out and think they just have to sacrifice themselves completely and not pursue any goals dreams anything else like that it's no way to model your life exactly exactly that's right tano we've had a very interesting conversation <laughs> and so many other things that i wanted to cover that we did not get to but i'm very happy with where we went we've run out of time tano <laughs> how can people find you uh i am um my website is on the way, not completed yet, but they can find me Tanu Bodhi Instagram and Tanu Yoga Meditation YouTube or Facebook page. Fantastic, Tanu. Well, this is our last episode for 2022. We did 10 episodes before the end of the year, so we're happy with that. And we'll be back in January. So thank you everyone for listening. Have a great new year. Tanu, I'll see you again. Take care.
Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gao, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel alright. Don't worry about a thing. Because Atticus Health will make you feel alright. If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right. Or if you have a nasty rash keeping you up at night. Don't worry, don't worry about a thing. Don't worry. Because <laughs> Atticus Health will make you feel alright. <laughs>